Hey y'all, what's up? It's your girl Ezzy. You're watching the On Everything podcast. It's available on Apple. Today I'm with my sister-in-law Mo. Hey Mo. Hey. <laughs> I'm excited that she joined us. We had a couple things to talk about. Every time we get on the phone, like we have hour-long conversations. I always learn a lot. Can you introduce yourself? Uh, let people know what you're about. My Government name is Media, better known as Mo or Monique by family and close friends, people who know me well. Um, I'm a wife, a mother, sister, cousin, auntie, <laughs> and a business owner. That part. Um, and that's basically <laughs> it. Yeah, I like to keep it simple. All those things I admire and I yeah, look up to you. So going into our first segment... Um, which is, I like to call it what the streets is talking about, or AKA what the internet is talking about. And that is the recent interview that Obama did with The Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. So did you get a chance to watch it? Yeah, I did. And I thought it was really good. Honestly, oh, yeah. you know, now I don't know what happens. The world has shifted. When Obama was in presidency, a lot of people on board, but a lot of people are like, oh, you can do nothing but black people. I thought this was a good um, interview for him to kind of sit down and explain in detail how politics works and how it was for him running mm -hmm. for office as a black man and how he didn't have the final say for everything and how... Um, although his hardest desire was to do a lot of things in terms of like civil rights, um, you know, it was somebody that he had to hand that over to, to get that approved. And he was basically explaining how he was being blocked a lot from the powers that be. But all in all, I am, I still love Obama. I voted for him twice. You know, I'm strong-minded. Can nobody deter how I feel about the Obamas and all. I think he did a great job in his presidency, so. I couldn't vote for him yet because I wasn't right at the time. <laughs> but um, I feel like I will not accept any Obama slander because right. I think we really have to take time sometimes to just sit back and let it sink in that he was the first Black president. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, I don't know why that makes me feel like emotional still. <laughs> it does. When he won, I remember living on 1490 Flatbush Avenue. Uh, do you remember that apartment? And yeah. sitting in the window still and everybody outside was honking and they were excited. And I just sat there and I just cried. Tears just came. Tears of joy. It was a yeah. very historic, monumental moment. Mm -hmm. um, and throughout his presidency, he represented us as a community with so much style, intelligence and dignity. Him, his wife, his whole family. I mean, no matter all the things that were stacked against him, all the things that he went through, people trying to assassinate him, hang the monkey. It was so many things that he went through. Nobody actually sits back and thinks about that part. Yeah. I think I love um, the comparison that he made to Jackie Robinson when he said, you know, there were yeah. times where he, he could have, you know, Jackie could have been throwing some blows, but he said, being that I'm the first, I got to hold it down so that yeah. the next man after me. Exactly. Because recently, like, especially during this election, I was hearing so many, so much more people, like, just throwing hate at Obama and, like, bringing up his yeah. name. Yeah, I don't get why we're still on that. Right. Um, and but, we're and, not but, making this current presidency about the current president and why we're like still blaming Obama, who hasn't been the president for the past four years. I don't get exactly. that. You know? 
another thing he said was how is eight years supposed to compensate for the 200 400 years right, exactly if there's no way and i also think obama he he may have some skeletons you know what i'm saying he's not like all perfect oh absolutely not however he's <laughs> a human um, being yeah he did the best he could do. He did his job. He might not have did everything that everybody wanted him to do. He might not have been a savior for those that were looking for one. Um, so I guess it just depends on how you slice it and what you're looking for in your president. Like I said, he has his skeletons and he has certain things or whatever. He's not perfect, but it's just not, no, none of them other presidents compare. And damn sure if he was doing what the president in office right now was doing, he would have been on a tree. Yeah, he would have exactly. been hung at stake. The last thing that I also wanted to talk about was how he addressed those radical religious beliefs that people have. He said, oh, um, people were surprised that Hispanics were voted for Trump. And he said, well, their religion believes things like um, homosexuality and anti-abortion. They would rather... Uh, prioritize these things they'll vote for trump based on these things and totally disregard the fact that this man is a liar and yeah he's you know he's a, a racist you know what i'm saying and those things I, it always just blows my mind because like yeah. how does it make sense make it make sense yeah. <laughs> but that's how people feel i think more than ever right now i'm just learning how to just let people like respect people's feelings you know what i'm saying even if i completely disagree i just learn to just be like do you and you just you do you and i'm gonna do me and like let's just because it's you know sometimes it'll it don't get you nowhere trying to um, it doesn't argue, so. <laughs> it doesn't it just makes you fall out with the people you love you know right. I get into politics like that um I can listen to people's opinion all day I don't take it so personal to the point where I'm in my feelings and I'm upset and I get all riled up um I talk to people who are on the opposing side all the time and I just let them speak and sometimes they make good points I understand your opinion but I'm still and you know who I choose to vote for and what I believe in so yeah yeah. that's the good thing you get to see other points of view and know that things is not just your one way so right that's that's what I'm learning. So let's move on into the topic where we get to know you a little bit more. We had a, a great conversation about opening up a business and things like that. And you kind of gave me a couple of tips and I thought it would be good for uh, other people. So let's get to know you. Uh, Mo is from L.A. and you moved out here when you was like, what, 21 or 18? Um, 20. Yeah. So I want to know first, what was life like in L.A.? And then what happened at 20 that made you make this big move? How are you making me go back? Uh, <laughs> so life in LA was good. Grew up in a big family, but like we were the last of the Mohicans, like my mama used to say. My mom was an old school mom. She had seven of us. So she really raised all of us the same. She's very consistent. The things that were really pushed morally was the importance of love, the importance of being independent, the importance of respect, which was like no nonsense when it came to respect and respecting your elders and the importance of spirituality. My grandma was the like forefront of that. And just trying to keep us at bay, out the streets, out of all the distractions. Because L.A. a lot, um, it's just like Brooklyn. It's a lot of distractions, a lot of things that you can get into that you probably shouldn't. My house was full of a lot of love. We were like 
always wanting to have an excuse to get together. My mom loved to cook. She loved to sing. She wasn't a great singer, but she liked <laughs> singing. She liked dancing. She was really funny. Um, she just liked having a good time. So fast yes. forward to 20 now. I imagine that you had a couple options and you chose New York. <laughs> so how did that happen? Yeah. For me at 20 in my 20s, I was going through a lot of like growing pains, I guess. I just started going through those motions of I want something different. I was a struggling college student. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed being in school. Um, I was in my sophomore year. Um, at 20 when I moved. But prior to that, I met my then husband, my now husband and boyfriend at 18. I was 18 when I met Irvin. So that really, fast forward to 20, was a big reason why I ended up moving um, to New York because I was so in love. And I really wanted to, like my grandma said, come get my man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah, my grandma loves it. He had a job here, and at the time he had his little apartment. At the time I was a struggling college, I didn't really have a job. I was just going to school. So I said, well, if you have that, that's something we need. And I applied to LIU. So the plan was to come to New York because I needed an alibi to tell my parents, like, I'm going to school. You know, it's not for a boy. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I'd be like, oh, okay, that'd make them feel comfortable with me coming here. Really, it was for Urban, but I was going to still do what I had to do. So when I got here... You know, when you're young and you live together, things happen. I got pregnant with my son, like, months after moving to New York. And it was so unexpected. So that kind of threw a monkey wrench in my plans of living on campus at LIU. So I didn't. So it was that. Came here for love. And also just at that age, feeling like I wanted something new. You really must have trusted him, too. Because what if he came and he wasn't (laughs) ish? I really did. And um, I trusted him. Praise God. Let me tell you, I always talk about that because I came here. I, know, I knew nobody but Irvin. I came here specifically for him, um, blinded by love, not even thinking about the bad things or the cons that could happen. He did what he said he out to do and what we discussed. And that part, I got to give to him. He never uh, wavered. When it came to me for two years, I was here. I didn't have like a job. I didn't, it took me a while. Yeah. So yeah, he really was true to what he said he would do. I like that. Yeah. So now going from that to owning a home out there where you at (laughs) and, and owning a business as well, you know, you guys are doing pretty good. So I want to know. How long did that transition take and what was that like? Yeah. It took a long time. I tell people all the time, me and Irvin, I was together when we were in 18. He was 20. We like grew up together. We were both very hardworking. So I think that's the thing that like kept us kind of moving in forward steps and making that type of progression. For me, working with adults with disabilities, I was getting those opportunities to get a promotion and like supervisor positions and then eventually director. And I realized it's always something more for me. I would like unlimited income. I don't want a cap on how much money I make, right? On a job, you you don't have a cap. So after realizing that I'm not going to get what I'm looking for on the job is when I started doing... Um, started out doing like a lot of side hustles, right? Like a lot of side businesses, learning different things that I can do to help people to make money on the side while I always maintain a full-time job. 
like credit repair. I still do that like on a small scale at this point because I'm so busy with like my main source of income. But um, that sales, I've done so many different things. I've lost a lot of money. So <laughs> doing a lot of different things. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, but I've never been afraid of that. I don't care if I lose money because I feel like if I don't take a chance, I'll never know if it will work out or if it's for me. Yeah, I met somebody who gave me the steps on how to open up a business. And I did that while I worked full time for like, what, five months. And he had to really make me realize, like, why are you still working? You know, I was so stuck in the mind frame that I need to keep my job because that's just been my whole life. So it took me a lot of um, like soul searching and mind working and thinking and like really trying to change my mind <laughs> about why I don't do my job anymore. And I just came to, I just got to do it. I just got to I got to quit my job. So I quit it. And I just walked out of faith and quit my job. And it was a scary thing to do. But once I did it and realized, wow, okay, day two, I'm working for myself. I'm okay. It was like so liberating. So I bet it was. Yeah. Did you feel like you looked for like people's approval kind of yeah. to start? Absolutely. I always would tell people like what I wanted to do. Um, and like you said, getting people's approval. And then it got so upsetting to like annoying to me myself because I felt like I was a broken record like I'm always talking about all my plans with people I know you're probably thinking like please she ain't gonna do nothing she's just talking um <laughs> and that's how I felt and I was like you know I'm gonna stop talking I'm gonna just low-key work on my business plan I'm gonna submit my application to become a provider I was actually holding on to all of that stuff I was like okay I'm gonna submit it after the new year, there was like something tragic that happened in my family. My nephew passed away in like a tragic car accident. And that, of all the loss I've experienced, that one incident was just like so eye-opening to me that, um, you know, life is short. You know, it's unpredictable. You don't know when your time will come. And um, it just shook me to my core and made me realize, okay, mail this off. We're not waiting no more. If I want to do something, I need to go out and I need to do it and stop playing. And that's what really um, pushed me forward into doing something that I've been wanting to do for so long. It sounds like a, a success story to me. Um, oh, thank you. The kind of reputation that you, you had coming into this family, like we all look at you like, <laughs> like you you really just like this business woman coming in in her suit taking care of business you know that's how I kind of yeah. think of you yeah, I like the the way you think you know my parents my mom especially is like oh she's so business minded and <laughs> yeah. and you know like, we all uh, really really admire that you know it's really refreshing to see um people be in that position that I eventually want to get to. So yeah. I always sit at, you know, like your feet and kind of learn and see, you know, that it's not, it wasn't just an easy road where you just got up and just like, yeah. you know, it was a process. It was a long process. Yeah. I've been there. I've been the young mother. I had your mind 21. Um, I've received food stamps. Okay. Uh <laughs> my life at the time it was good because I was eating good but I look back like I came a long way and I've been through a lot of adversity a lot of ups and downs in my life as well that actually have plagued um, the passion and the seriousness behind why I'm so serious about life can you say how many years it took from that point to like now 
Actually, I'll never forget the day. June 26, 2006 was the day I flew out to live forever. And not even realizing it was so forever and permanent when I came to New York. So 2006, I started my business 2018. That's 12 years. But what's sustained me really and helped me really with the answer to both of us to get here was being consistent with whatever we were doing. So even though we hated a job, we had those moments. We didn't quit the job until we found something better because we understood that you need money to like live life. You got bills to pay. You got things to do. And my mom t- taught me that too. She used to tell me all the time. First of all, you don't quit something for nothing and don't commit yourself to something that you can't finish. So everything that I did, even if I didn't like it after a while, I didn't quit it. I, I made sure I seen it through because Otherwise, you just find yourself wasting a lot of time. You know, I'm starting school, I'm in school, I'm starting school, and you, you never go back and you never get that degree. Like, so I just wanted to make sure I didn't waste no time or whatever I committed myself to. I seen it through, I finished, I got the diploma, the degree, whatever I needed to do. And then I went on to the next, the next thing. So those are the things like the building blocks that helped us to get to where we are as homeowners and, um, and, and even business owners. You know, you just got to make sure... It's what you want to do and you're going to see it through into fruition and you're not going to play games with, and have no excuses. That's a pretty good, good story. What do you have coming up next for yourself? Now that I'm working for myself, I don't put too much on myself. I just want to keep it simple um, and work smarter, not harder. Um, what I have coming up because of Corona, I've been just really trying to maintain. So this is what, November 4th has been the second year in business. Thank God we're still in business. Um, But um, yeah, for next year, I would really like to purchase real estate to start group homes for my agency. So I I don't think I got into like what we do. We are um, a DDD provider for for New Jersey. So we work with adults with disabilities in their homes, providing like in-home support for families who need assistance. So our agency, we interview and staff people to work with these families. So we make sure they have CPR and AED first aid. They do drug tests, background tests, criminal history tests. There's so many background um, checks that we do. And then training to get them all set up to work with families. So we are the people who staff them and make sure they're good fit. And we place them with families to work with these families. That's what we do. And it's been very rewarding. I love working with adults with disabilities. And I'm so glad that I'm able to do it for myself it's been good. So do you have like a website? Yeah. So let me tell you, I have a website. It's www.prosperprosperhumanservices.com. Um, you can go there and download an application if you're looking for a part-time job. And if you live in New Jersey or in South Jersey, you can apply there. You can also apply on Indeed for um, positions that we have open. Um, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's uh, forward slash Prosper Human Services, Inc. on all platforms. Yeah. I will link those in my description. Yeah. The bottom there. So you guys can get hooked up. I think this was pretty good. Again, I learned even some more about you, too. And I, we've known each other for a long time. Oh. <laughs> so it was good. It, this was good. So thank you for coming on on everything podcast (laughs) thank you for having me yeah (laughs) to everybody thank you guys for tuning in and i'll catch you all in the next episode bye